Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 817, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 through 17. Let's read the passage. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Then the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant, and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus replied, Yes. Have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies. Then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We've seen the completion of the ministry in Galilee, and then the journey to Jerusalem. And along the journey, there were substantial crowds forming, because all these people traveling to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. Then last time we saw the triumphant entry, where all the people are now worked up that Jesus, that many of them believe is the Messiah, has arrived at Jerusalem, and they're expecting something big is going to happen here. They're expecting the Messiah to come and assume the position of king of Israel and restore Israel to its glory. So people are getting pretty worked up over this. We're at chapter 21, verse 12 now. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those buying and selling. Let's pause there. Mark has this occurring on the second day, the triumphant entry on Sunday. That's why we call it Palm Sunday. And then Mark has this event actually happening Monday morning. With Matthew, it sounds like he came in with the triumphant entry and went directly to the temple. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. There could have been a break here from the triumphant entry to this event. But Matthew's not concerned with giving us the chronological details. He's concerned with the substance of what is going on. So Jesus goes into the temple. Now, if you're not used to the the layout of all this, you, you think he went into a building. Often we hear going into the temple, we think going into a building. We think of like a, a big cathedral or something like that. That's not the way it is here. The temple is more an area. The temple was originally built by King Solomon back around 1000 to 900 BC. But then it was destroyed by the Babylonians in 587 BC. Then Ezra was allowed to go back from the Babylonian captivity and begin construction on the temple. And so over the course of several years from 538 to 516 BC, the temple was rebuilt. It was called the Second Temple. Well, then King Herod, who was king when Jesus was born, began a massive building project and from 20 to 10 BC expanded the temple and greatly enlarged the area. Now, the building itself is not all that big, but it's surrounded by these courts, these courtyards. And so the original Second Temple built by Ezra, 
was about 17 acres of the whole temple area. Herod expanded it to about 36 acres, so he doubled the size of the temple area, actually enlarged the building somewhat. And so you had the actual building itself with the Holy of Holies, which is the place that only the high priest could go into one day of the year. The holy place that a handful of priests went into each day to burn the incense and make sure the oil was filled in the lamp. But people didn't really go in to the temple itself much. They're in the area outside. In fact, it was out front of the temple was where the altar was, where the burnt offering took place. And that was surrounded by the court of priests. So that was an area that immediately surrounding the building that only the priests could enter. And that was surrounded by the court of Israel, that only Jewish men, ceremonially clean, could enter that area. Then adjacent to that is the court of women, that only Jewish women could enter. Then outside of that is the court of Gentiles. Anyone could go there. And that was a large area, a great big courtyard. And this whole area is surrounded by a portico, kind of a porch-like structure, just a, a roof, basically, that went around the entire perimeter of the temple area. And so it's this court of Gentiles that all this is taking place. As people are traveling from, say, Galilee, it's a long trip, and you can't be expected to bring an animal for a sacrifice that long of a trip, so you would need to buy an animal when you got to Jerusalem. Also, you're supposed to pay the temple tax, and the only accepted currency for the temple tax was the Tyranian money from Tyre. If you didn't have that, you needed to exchange money for Tyranian money to give for the temple tax. So you arrive in Jerusalem, you need to buy an animal for the sacrifice, you need to exchange your money for the Tyranian money. Somebody's got to provide this service. And that's what was going on in the court of the Gentiles, all these money changers and people selling animals for sacrifice. We continue in verse 12. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. So Jesus is upset with this, what's going on here in the court of Gentiles on the outer area of the temple area. Now, what's the issue here? What is his problem? It's often believed that his problem is with the greedy vendors taking advantage of the visitors. This is the, the biggest time of the year for this kind of business. And so you go and sell your animals and exchange the money and you gouge the visitors because it's like buying food at an airport. You pay exorbitant prices because you don't have a choice. And perhaps that is going on. But is that what Jesus's real problem is? I think his real problem is that they've turned this court of Gentiles into an open-air bazaar. And it's really lost all semblance of a place of worship, a place where you go to meet God. It has just become a place to go and buy and sell and conduct business. In fact, we continue into verse 13. He said to them, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. Now, the house of prayer, that comes from Isaiah 56, 7. And that's where Isaiah 
talks about the temple and says, it is a house of prayer. Now, the den of thieves, that actually comes from Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11. And this is a message from Jeremiah criticizing the people there in Israel of basically living sinful lives, and but trusting in what they do in the temple will make them okay with God. So in chapter 7 of Jeremiah, starting in verse 9, he says, Do you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and follow other gods that you have not known? Then do you come and stand before me in this house that bears my name and say, We are rescued, so we can continue doing all these detestable acts? Has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers, in your view? Yes, I too have seen it. So there, he's criticizing those who are living wicked lives, but trusting what they do in the temple to make things okay between them and God, so they can go back to living wicked lives. He's criticizing it. And so he's saying, you've made the temple a den of robbers. And that's the quote that Jesus gives here. So I think he's criticizing what's going on here, that this is not true worship. Additionally, this is a, a fairly recent change of allowing all this to go on in the court of the Gentiles. It used to take place on the Mount of Olives, a mile away. But many scholars believe that Caiaphas, the high priest, just recently, in the last few years, started allowing this to take place for festivals like Passover, and that even the Sanhedrin, the ruling council, opposed it, but as the high priest, Caiaphas was able to implement it. Continuing in verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. So people are still coming to Jesus for healing, and he is healing them there in the temple area. So he's probably still in this court of Gentiles, and these sick people are coming, and he's healing them. Verse 15, when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Now, what are they mad at? It says they're mad that the children are saying Hosanna to the son of David. It says they saw the wonders that he was doing, but I don't think that's what they're indignant about. They're indignant that people are saying Hosanna to the son of David. This is Messiah talk. So, here are these children around saying, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Messiah. They aren't having any of that. And the chief priests and scribes, these are the leaders. These are the people, members of the Sanhedrin, probably. These are the religious leaders here in Jerusalem. Verse 16, they said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? We assume that the implication here is, and make them stop. Jesus replied, Yes, have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies. He quotes Psalm 8, verse 3 here. So his response to religious leaders, Yeah, I hear what they're saying, and God's behind all this. Verse 17, Then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. Matthew doesn't make a big deal of it, but you look at all the Gospels together, and it appears that each night, they spend the night in Bethany. You come out of Jerusalem, and roughly a mile you get to Bethpage on the side of the 
Mount of Olives. You really have to go around to the other side of the Mount of Olives, and there's Bethany. So it's just a little bit further out, maybe an hour's walk from Jerusalem. We know he's close to Lazarus's family, Mary and Martha, the two sisters, and Lazarus, their brother. They live in Bethany. So are they staying at their house? We're not told, but that may be the case. So here Jesus is now interacting with the religious leaders in Jerusalem. It's no longer just the local Pharisees in Galilee, but he's dealing with the head religious leaders in Jerusalem. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.